Game Man with this week's Top 5 Express Board Games Edition. Each episode, I'm going to give you a topic for the list and give you my picks for the top five of those games. These next two shows, I thought we'd get back into the Wayback Machine and go with the top five games from five and ten years ago. Every now and then, I like to kind of look back and see what games came out in those kind of the the past, so to speak. The the nice five and ten is a nice round number, and there were some really good games, and this is kind of a good way to remember, wow, these games are this old, but they're still amazing. So let's start today with 2015. I'm going to give you the usual bunch of honorable mentions, because uh, 2015 was a ridiculously good year for board games. First up, real quick is the voyages of marco polo this was a really good dice kind of a dice placement game where uh everybody has their own kind of player power and they're all a little bit overpowered and you're trying to go out and get resources and kind of go around the lands of uh, italy and then uh, or i guess it's all europe and you're trying to get victory points as usual uh and fulfill different contract stuff so it's a very good game uh it is available on bga as well and uh there's also marco polo 2 that's out isle of sky from chieftain to king this is a really solid game where it's kind of has some auction element to it and tile placement this is a there's an app for this out as well for isle of sky uh really solid very light game uh but very very fun game there uh karuba which is uh out by uh, blue orange games i'm sorry that's a haba game uh but it's also a very cool game where you're kind of uh everyone's going to be using the same pieces and you're trying to get the different explorers from kind of the one side of the map to their color of kind of pyramid and then you're putting out these different tiles to help set up the kind of the map out there and everybody's using using the same tiles, but using them in different ways. Very, very solid game. Love Letter Batman. Now, Love Letter is a, was a really good design, but Love Better Batman was one of the first ones that kind of refined it a little bit to make it uh, really shine on, uh, you know, when you use the number one piece and you're guessing what somebody's role is, you actually get a point with that, which it seems like a very small change, but it really did change quite a bit to the, the whole game. But uh, the theme is really, really solid. Uh, Love Letter Batman, also very good. Pursuit of Happiness, which is kind of, which was put out by Strong Stronghold games. This was kind of like uh, Life, the game, uh, but kind of more of a Euro feel to it. Uh, very solid game. Couple good, really good expansions there. That's the Pursuit of Happiness. New York 1901, which was which is by Blue Orange Games. This is kind of this kind of feels like a the uh, next step after Ticket to Ride, where it's still a very good gateway game, but you're also uh, you know you're, you're using a lot of the things you learned in that uh, early game of Ticket to Ride, where you're kind of drafting some of the cards and then kind of putting different things out on the board. So this is, but it does have a little more strategic value to it, but a very, very solid game. This was also the year where we saw a huge expansion into Dice Masters. Uh, there was the Guardians of Light, Justice League, uh, Forgotten Realms even had to set out this uh, 2015 uh, two more, uh, Epic PvP Fantasy, uh, which is a game that kind of reminds me a lot of, uh, this is a woefully underrated game, by the way, game system. Uh, this kind of reminds me of Smash Up, where you're kind of taking two things, putting them together, except it's a one-on-one game where you're kind of battling. You take, uh, since it is fantasy-themed and uh, what they call PvP, so you're taking a race and a class combo, putting them together, and then you fight each other. There's a lot of really good uh, combinations. Uh, Luke Peter Schmidt put this one out. Uh, I think it's fun to 11 is who puts it out, but I think AG might have some of the rights, uh, but I'm not sure. You, you know, do a search for Epic PvP Fantasy. Very, very solid game, especially if you like that kind of smash up thing. And finally, uh, the Undercity and Iron Kingdoms Adventure board game came out this year. This was one of the first, kind of the new next generation of a lot of these dungeon crawls that started to come out. Uh, this has a really cool theme, kind of a, a steampunky fantasy theme to it, and it has uh, you're controlling four characters uh, in a co-op uh, setting, and it is one of the first games where it's kind of you versus the game, where it has a really good 
hybrid city uh, system where uh, when the monsters come in and it's got seven scenarios, I believe in it, monsters come in and it is controlled by the game. Uh, so let's get into the top five. Uh, I know I've wasted a little bit of time with uh, honorable mentions because there's really, really a lot of good games. Number five from 2015 is Forbidden Stars. Now this is kind of a the, this is an, another unsung gem. It's kind of been forgotten about because this was put out by Fantasy Flight Games. This is a two to three hour, pretty long game. This really uh, re-implemented the uh, StarCraft, the board game, and really upped its, uh, you know, really refined it and really made it really good. But it has that 40K uh, Warhammer 40k uh, theme to it. Uh, play, again, it's a long game. It's probably about three hours long, uh, two to four players. And it has that kind of t- Twilight Imperium light feel to it, even though it is still a little bit long. But you use the well, four different factions from 40k using the Ultramarine Marines, the Space Marines, the Eldar, the Orcs, and then there's Chaos Space Marines. And you're basically trying to get different victory points throughout the land. You know, throughout the whole map, I believe it's a four by four or three by three map out there, but you're doing different things. Uh, you know, you're doing a lot of four XE type things. And what's really cool about it is you put out your little chits kind of upside down, uh, depending on in different areas. And it tells you like what you're, what you're trying to do, whether it's conquest or expand and stuff like that. So, uh, you're going to dominate, strategize, deploy and advance, uh, all in the different areas of the board. And depending on which one is on top, you can kind of, uh, you know, you take your chit and that's when you do your action there, but it's kind of puts, everybody puts their chit in a stack of the different areas on the board. Uh, very, very solid game, but they did lose the 40k license fantasy flight. So this one was kind of out of print and never really got the expansions that it needed to. I don't know if it was the license kind of got ripped away before it should have or what, but this was put out by Samuel Bailey, James Niffen, and of course, Corey Kanetza. This is a very, very solid game, a uh, very heavier weight game, but if you can get your hands on it to play it, I highly recommend it. That is Forbidden Stars. Number four, Seven Wonders Duel. This was from, of course, Antoine Bauza and Bruno Cathala. Uh, this is uh, put out by Repos Productions. This is a man. This is so good. This is the exact opposite of of kind of the weight and time of Forbidden Stars. But this one is only thirty minutes. This is a because, uh, like I said, duel. So it's two player game. Uh, very good game for uh, just two players or just a nice little light couples night in. Uh, it's it's a kind of light. To, I wouldn't even see medium. But basically, this is a drafting game which has that whole feel of Seven Wonders. However, the way that the kind of the 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 cards are aligned on the board as you're kind of drafting them, you could be uncovered other cards that get flipped over. You have kind of a pyramid of cars and in, in cards in which one row is face down, one row is face up. And then as you kind of get the things, if things are uncovered, you can actually draft them. Now you're trying to do the normal seven wonders thing where you're trying to get your wonder belt and you could also have a military victory, either a science victory or just a straight points victory. Does not take very long. Again, 30 minutes to play, but boy, this one was really solid way uh, to do seven wonders. Like seven wonders itself had, has a kind of a two player rules, quote unquote, but they're not really great, but seven wonders duel boy, really, really, really solid. I highly recommend you check this one out. And again, like most things that I keep remembering, uh, reminding everybody, this is available in app form, Seven Wonders Duel, so check that out as well. Number three is Mysterium. Now, uh, this is a very solid co-op game. This kind of feels like, I want to say like kind of advanced co-op clue, because uh, one person is the the guest. This was uh, put out originally the year before or so in, in Polish. It was called uh, the Meskize de Mostwo, uh, where now Mysterium is kind of the uh, U.S. version of it. That this is put out by Asmodee USA. This is for two to seven players. Plays, they say 40 minutes, but it's about looking over a little over an hour. Now, the one person plays the ghost, and they're, and they're trying to get everybody else to guess basically the uh, the murder weapon, the place, the person, and uh, missing one other thing, uh, I believe, theme. I don't know. There's, there's one other thing I'm missing there, but you 
you're trying to do this over a course of about seven or eight rounds. Now, uh, it's very cool. The way the ghost does this is that they're going to try to give them the clues to everybody, by, but just using these cards. They're kind of like Dixit cards, which means that they're uh, very abstract art cards. Now, you're giving everybody either one or two cards, but trying to get them somehow to tell them the way to know that it is that person's, uh, you know, maybe a murder item. So everybody's got to start in one side and go to the to the bottom. You know, you're going through each one of the phases and you're trying to get correctly. Once everybody has guessed, then the ghost will tell everybody who's right and who's not right. And then they move on to the next thing. You're trying to get everybody together to get all of the things correct. And that's how uh, you collectively win the game over those rounds. Now, uh, the US version has some really wonky rules. So now I like to play this one the way, uh, kind of a, a different version, kind of the, more of the original way, but the, the US version does have this really cool screen that's a little bit better than the original version. But the original, the US version has some really stupid rules that they're trying to make it a little bit more competitive, but you don't play with those rules ever because there's things where you're voting with somebody else's get things right or wrong and it can help you to get points. Don't even play that way. All you're really trying to do is to get people to guess which things are right and just go about it by then. Like I said, there, there's this kind of screen that the ghost uses, which is part of this version, which is amazing and is really, really good. And it's probably the best thing that makes this one better than the other version. But this game is so much fun, so easy to play and is the perfect kind of uh, party night or family night game to play. That is Mysterium. Again, it's kind of like co-op advanced clue. Now we get into two just absolutely iconic, amazing games here. Uh, number two is Pandemic Legacy Season 1. Now, obviously by Rob Davio and Matt Leacock, this was put out by Z-Man Games. Uh, this is going to be kind of you playing over 12 months, and this is the, I don't want to say it's the original Legacy game, because I believe Risk Legacy came out first, but this was really the first one that really brought the whole Legacy system by Rob Davio into the limelight and really made it take off. You're playing, basically, you know, you're playing Pandemic. Now, originally I was kind of an okay fan of Pandemic. Not really one that loved Pandemic or hated Pandemic. I was just okay with it. So I picked it up anyway, and boy, did I fall in love with Pandemic Legacy. It was absolutely amazing. You're playing over 12 months, and you can play each month up to twice if you fail it the first time. You can play it again. Now, there's a story that kind of develops, and you're playing, uh, you know, you're playing Pandemic, but as the stories develops, different things are happening. There are stickers that are going on a board. There are cards that are, could, could be get ripped up. There's just that whole legacy system really shined in this game. This was one of my favorite games, obviously, of this year, and it really did put the whole legacy thing. Now, everything in the world became legacy pretty much after this. If you have not played Pandemic Legacy, I'm not going to spoil with the story or anything like that because uh, I can, all I can tell you is that it is really, really good. Even if you kind of like pandemic, I think you will really love pandemic legacy. Uh, but this was the year that this one came out. This was season one. Uh, really check that one out. You can probably still find them. I think usually about $80. Uh, you should be able to find it on Amazon, uh, pandemic legacy season one just has that really cool thing of opening boxes, getting stickers and opening, just finding the story. Everybody kind of gets their own little powers and helping to kind of advance your own powers and getting a little bit better. But man, so, so much fun. Pandemic Legacy Season 1, that is number two. And of course, number one, you may not realize that this game came out this year, but boy, does it really expand the whole party game and brought party games back into, uh, you know, for everybody, not just the party gamers. Everybody really fell in love with it. Of course, number one is Codenames. This came out obviously in 2015. Codenames is for any amounts of players really with, with teams. And you're playing this in anywhere from 15 minutes to an hour. You're going to probably want to play this a whole bunch. Now, if you have not played Codenames, I'll let you know how to play it real quick here. So in Codenames, you have uh, basically one 
words in a grid. I believe it's a five by six grid. And you're each player, there's one person giving clues for each team. And you're trying to, there are different, there are red clues and blue, there's a red team and a blue team. And the red person giving clues is trying to give clues so that you get the words that are for your team and not the other person's team and also not the assassin. So the assassin is something that makes, if the, your team picks that word, you automatically lose. So when you're looking at kind of the grid and telling you what words, you've got to sit there. You've got to kind of give yourself, give them like a one, basically like a one word clue. You may say uh, coffee two. That means that coffee is the clue and two two clues or, uh, or two picks are what they're allowed. You know, there are two words out there that give you that pick. There's just a couple other rules as far as bonus picks and things like that. But, uh, but yeah, you're just basically doing it. It's just highly addictive. Such a great game. There are a bunch of different types of code names out now that are Disney uh, pictures. There's Disney, there's a Marvel, there's a whole bunch of really good uh, code names variants out there, but I highly recommend, uh, obviously the game of the year for me that year code names, uh, such a great party game. I highly recommend everybody check that one out. So of course my top five, once again, number five, forbidden stars, number four, seven wonders duel, number three, Mysterium, number two, pandemic legacy season one and number one, code names uh thanks for joining me this week on top five express board games edition if you have any questions or tell me your top games from 2015 please feel free to comment on this episode on majorspoilers.com or go to the site for tons of great podcasts and content by steven the rest of the major spoilers crew i'm dan dan the board game man you can find me at geek jock blog on twitter or on a geek all-stars podcast or as a contributor to tmspm where i do a board game segment with scott and brian i'll be back soon with the best games of 2010 which is and some more top five goodness but until then hey grab a new board game and have some fun with family and friends. This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.